Hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. This is your host, Bill Flanagan. This is episode 14. Today is October 13th, 2020. And I just got back from a little road trip, feeling refreshed, feeling a little invigorated. Just two days. Lots of prairie. Lots of openness. A couple uh, adventures. We won't get into specifics, but I'll tell you what, it was a good day. That first day of the road trip's always a good day. You know, it reminds me of when you're a kid. Well, maybe not you, but me in my era. You know, when I was a kid, we'd be riding around our banana seat bikes, either a Schwinn or a Huffy. If they were another brand, I don't think they existed. We were popping wheelies, doing our thing. Some of us had tall sissy bars on the back. That has nothing to do with being a sissy. It just has something to do with being cool. And we had brightly colored seats. If you had a fender on your front, you, you had on your front wheel, you had to take that off so you could you know, really pop a good wheelie. That, that, winder, that fender, winder, that fender weighs you down. There's no question. But when you were a kid, you riding around with your, your posse, riding around with your gang in the neighborhood, getting into mischief, getting into dumpsters. We lived in dumpsters. There's all kinds of stuff. There was good stuff in dumpsters back then. Now it's just it's just trash. Back then there was treasure. Playboy magazines. Glass bottles you could take to the store and get a nickel. I don't do that anymore. I just got to recycle it. I want, I want some dough. You save up enough money from those bottles, you go get yourself a A&W hamburger. Maybe some onion rings. Anyway, it's a day like it was a day like that, and then to top it off, if you, if you're lucky enough, some dude driving around, he's got his hair parted down the middle, mustache, he's driving, you know, like a, a 1970 Chevelle, maybe it's green or orange, you know, cool colors back then. Some muscle car, he drives past you, his windows are open, you know, he's listening to some, you know, Cream, some Clapton. Maybe a little crystal blue persuasion coming out of the speakers and smoking, you know, a menthol. And he just flicks it out and just like a gift from God lands at your buddy's neural posse's feet. It's got like a good three little puffs left on it. Well, man, you just gathered around and passed that little baby around. You know, you're 11, 12 years old, 10 years old, maybe having a little discarded smoke. Oh, the cool menthol, the pleasure. It was that kind of a day. Wouldn't it be great to have those kind of days more often? But anyway, on to, uh, on to some topics. I don't know if you all like apples. I like apples. I eat a lot of apples. But when I was a kid, my mother bought red delicious apples. And I know now as a grown-up, they are the shittiest apple. They taste funny. They get mealy fast. The skin is weird. The shape is kind of odd, but that's all. I guess they're the cheapest apple. Well, they are. They're the cheapest apple. So your mom knew that she wasn't going to eat an apple. Make the kids eat the apple. So we're eating red, delicious apples. Thinking that that's good stuff. We, don't, we didn't know about gala apples. We didn't know about Fuji apples. We certainly didn't know about Honeycrisp apples. Those are some delicious apples. My mom was giving us red, delicious apples. And we were thinking those were apples. They're not apples. They're apple substitutes. They're like crab apples. You ever eat a crab apple? 
They used to grow on trees in Michigan. We used to pick them off the trees and throw them at. They make good ammo. We throw them at people, throw them at each other, throw them at cars. Good times. I have a theory about giving women flowers that I'm going to discuss today. First of all, I'm just to say right off the bat, it's a bad idea. A man should never give a woman flowers. Now, there's some exception. If you're married for 20 years, 30 years, some miracle from God above, you've made it to 50 years. You know, anytime you're an older couple, your kids are out of the house, and it's just you two, and you know, you want to brighten up her day, and you know, go, go give her some flowers. That's great. No one's getting divorced. No one's mad at anybody. You're just happy you're still alive. Kids are gone. You got some dough. Buy some flowers. But when you're a young male growing up in this country, you think, I've got to buy a woman flowers because you see it on TV. You see it in movies. You hear, well, did you, uh, you're, she's mad at you. Did you buy her some flowers? So we're conditioned to think that you're supposed to do that. It is absolute a fallacy. Let me, let me tell you what happens when you buy someone flowers. That's a pretty big gesture. So let's say you're in college. I, don't, I can't imagine high school sending a woman flowers. But let's just say you made it to college and you send a girl flowers. And she's looking at these flowers and she's thinking, why is he sending me flowers? He, he must like me too much. I don't like him that much. I certainly don't like him that much now. If he likes me that much, then I know there's, you know, there's, the game's over. I win. There's no challenge. He writes a little note thinking of you so glad we're together she is going to run for the hills you cannot send a woman flowers that young now if you're let's say you make it to your 20s early 30s and it's valentine's day oh i gotta send, send my wife some flowers or whatever if you're smart enough you plan ahead you actually go to a florist shop and, and set up the delivery Okay, great. Otherwise, you're like the other schmucks. You're running through Walgreens, CVS, picking up, maybe the grocery store, picking up some flowers, taking them home. Here you go. That's even worse because, well, I'll tell you why. A woman wants those flowers to come so everybody saw that she got flowers. Like, for example, when I was a school teacher, the flowers would be up in the office. They'd be waiting for someone. Everybody would be ooing and aahing over them. They'd come in. Oh, my God, he sent me flowers. And he'd read the card, and she'd smile, and she'd blush, and everybody ooh and aah. That's actually better than getting the flowers. So if you just bring them to him at home, bring them to your lady at home, you don't get that. They don't care. They may even resent it. He didn't send them to me through a florist. He didn't get delivered. He brought them to me in person. The nerve. That doesn't do any good. Let me tell you a little story about how I learned this lesson, although it did take me probably 40 years to figure it out past this point. This is a little embarrassing of a story, but, you know, I'm going to tell it because it doesn't matter anymore. I can't even remember her name, but she was cute. Uh, she was a college girl. So when I, when I was in high school, I sat groceries at Skaggs Alpha Beta which became Albertsons, I think, now. Still there at the store. Different name. Still there. And when I worked there in 1980, all the dudes that sat groceries were just high school men. <laughs> high school boys like me. 
And all the girls were uh, that check were checkers. They were all girls, college age girls. And then you had a few managers here and there, but they were all we were all just kids working part time. There weren't any grown ups making a living doing this. Not back in 1980 or 81. So basically, I, you know, me like most of the other guys, we just sat looking at the rear ends of beautiful college women all day long. It was torture. But what can you do? So I, I, you know, I was a pretty good-looking kid. You know, I didn't have any game at all. I didn't have, I wasn't smooth. I had no experience. You know, I was tall. You know, I was reasonably cute. But I had no way to actually talk any nonsense to a woman, sweep her off her feet. I was just, and they all liked me because I was just some kid. And I bagged the groceries behind them and we would chit-chat. I never said anything inappropriate. Maybe I'd said something funny. And so they all kind of liked me. But, you know, I never really picked up on anything other than they just liked me as, you know, just the kid behind them because they were college women. I was a high school punk. They wouldn't be interested in a guy like me, obviously. And I'm sure it's true for the most part. With a couple exceptions, I will say. But I'll talk about one. Don't remember her name. So let's just call her Heather. Heather uh, was a... God, she had to have been at least four or five years older than me. Tall, smooth skin, dark hair, curly. Just as nice as she could be. She wasn't a bitch. She wasn't, you know, griping at all the poor guys sacking groceries. Super sweet. And we would work late. I mean, the, the store was open 24 hours. It was one of the first ones that, that was open that late. But the night shift guys, ladies, crew, stalkers, they all came in at 11. And um, usually there was only one or two checkers there towards the end of the evening. Nobody really shopped late la- at night back then. So I was, you know, it was probably 9, 10 o'clock fixing to get off. It was probably a Friday or Saturday. I know it wasn't a school night. And Heather turned to me and said, so what, what do you... What are you doing after you get off? Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going home and going to bed. It's late. You know, I'm a kid. And I said, well, you know, nothing much. She goes, were you hungry? I go, well, yeah. I, I don't know if I was hungry. But of course, I said, sure, yeah, I could eat. She goes, well, how about I get us a couple of TV dinners, take us back to my apartment, and we'll just cook them. I think it sounds wonderful. And I remember driving over there thinking, what, what is happening here? Oh, and by the way, we picked out patio cheese enchilada TV dinners. So I'm going to go on the record right now. If you are anywhere between the ages of 16 and 116, and you think there is a possibility that you might have some romance coming up after you eat, do not pick a patio cheese enchilada TV dinner prior to that because... It's a poor choice. That stuff is barely food. And I'll just leave it at that. So when we get we get there and she cooks the dinners. You know, I'm eating them. I'm just thinking, well, she couldn't possibly be interested in me. We put on the new Rolling Stones album, which was um, Emotional Rescue. And she's kind of dancing around to it. And I'm thinking, what is happening here? Now, nowadays, it's like, yeah, I want to put a move on this chick. But back then, I'm just kind of here. I had no idea. And then the patio started kicking in. And it's like, I got to go. There's, I just had a patio TV dinner. 
It's probably 11.30 or 12. It's late. I got to go. So I said, listen, man, I got to get, I got a curfew, which I don't even know if it was true. I frankly don't remember. She looked a little weird, a little disappointed. But I said, hey, let's do this again. But, uh, man, I got to get. And I left. And I, and I raced my 78 Camaro home as fast as I could. Thank you, the manufacturers of patio TV dinners. Okay, so I get a second chance. You know how rare that is, second chance like that? And so I thought, well, she was into it once. Same situation, it's getting late. Say, so, hey, what are you doing afterwards? You want to hang out? I didn't even ask her about TV dinners. She goes, yeah, come on over. You know where I live. So she left. I think she got off maybe 30 minutes ahead of me. I said, well, I got to finish up. I'll, I'll meet you over there. So um, I'm thinking, this is it. Big day. Going over to a college chick's place. Punk high school. This is it. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. So I thought, well, I got, I got to prepare. I get off work and I go shopping in the store before I leave. I get a three-pack of condoms, Trojans. I get a six-pack of Lowenbrow. Drinking age was 18. I wasn't quite 18, but I thought I might could get away with it. And a rose, a flower. It probably was a carnation, but let's just say a single flower. They have these single, I just, on a whim, I just grabbed it. I didn't realize I was making a huge mistake by grabbing this one single flower. I go up to the checkers, nobody around, it's late. Put my three pack of Trojans, six pack of Lowenbrow, single flower, flower, it glides down the conveyor belt. I know the, the chick working there, I know all of them. She looks at my accoutrement, she won't look at me in the eye. She goes, you're 18? I go, yeah, I just turned 18. Sold me the low and brow. Condoms. Single flower. I paid. She gave me my change and she looked at me in the eye and she had a slight smile. It's like, she knows. She knows what's going down. She knows I'm a player. So I get to um, Heather's house and I'm thinking, We're, it's going down tonight. Condoms are safely tucked away. Probably in my wallet. There was three of them. I don't know. Pocket, perhaps. Low and brow in a paper sack. It was before plastic sacks. I said, hey, man, I brought you something. Here's a flower. You could see the look of utter confusion, maybe disgust, disappointment wash over her face. And she's thinking, this fool just bought me a flower? I, I, whatever she, whatever I thought, or maybe she thought was going to happen, instantly that was the slamming of the door. It was a noticeable change. It's like, well, I'm not doing that with this dude. Not if he's bringing me a flower. A hard lesson learned. And from there on up, I could buy my wife flowers now. It'd be fine. But for the previous 40 years. It would have been an absolute travesty. So that's my view of flowers. Don't buy them for women. They're not going to, they don't care. They're going to die. 
they're misinterpreted, they're too grand of a gesture, you're not going to do them right, you're not going to have the right vase, they're not going to be delivered at the right time, don't bother. That's my view, I'm not changing. Kiss of death, like the patio TV dinner. I don't even remember the rest of what happened. Disappointment, went home. All right, we're moving on. Guys, I don't need to go through McDonald's and get a drink or a nugget or whatever. I don't need a fucking receipt for that. Everyone's always giving me a receipt for, you know, I go into Valero, I get some M&Ms and I get my M&Ms and a receipt. I don't want a receipt for M&Ms. I don't want a receipt for my drink. What, who, 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 who keeps receipts for little purchases like that. You know what? If I buy something big, a couple hundred bucks, I'll keep the receipt in case I need to return it, in case it breaks, whatever. But I doubt I'm going to take back my M&Ms. I'm not going to go to McDonald's and say, hey, man, I bought this iced tea. Unsatisfactory. I'd like my dollar nine back. It's not worth the trouble. I don't need a receipt. And then you say, oh, I don't want a receipt or receipt, no thank. And they look at you like you're such a dick. Look at this dick. He didn't want his receipt. Nobody wants it. Who takes the receipt? So irritating. I'm not a dick. I just don't want a receipt from a Skittles. I don't want a receipt from a corn dog at Sonic. I don't want a receipt because I I bought some laundry detergent. And that's the only thing I bought. I don't need it. I can use it. I'm not bringing it back. Why do we have these? You should not have a receipt for anything under $10. You should not have a receipt unless you buy 25 things. I don't need... Can you imagine your accountant calling you? Yeah, Mr. Flanagan, I, um, I need the receipts to uh, deduct your yearly M&M purchases at Valero. I know you've been saving those, and I need to add those to the uh, tax return. I'm not a dick because I don't want a receipt. Can you imagine going in? Can you imagine me like, hey, where's my receipt for my low and brow, my three condoms, and my flower? Because I'm bringing it all back. It's blew up in my face. You're getting it back. Here's the receipt. That was $9.83. I crashed and burned. I need to return it. I want my receipt. All right. People don't. I'm moving on. Receipt people. Nobody likes receipt people. You know what else nobody likes? Outside people. I'm not talking about outdoorsy people. I'm not talking about people that are hiking, fishing, or hunting, or mountain climbing, playing disc golf, or regular golf, or, you know, bird watching, spelunking. I'm not talking about outdoor. I'm talking about just the people that sit outside in your neighborhood. So they sit outside, they got their lawn chairs, maybe there's a grill in the front yard, in the driveway, kids are playing, riding their bikes, that cornhole over here. And they just, they start drinking. The more they drink, the louder they get. And since you live so close, it just echoes down the street like you're in a canyon. And then the longer it goes, they start <laughs> cackling loud over shit that's not really funny when you're sober yelling at the kids 
Go inside. Do that inside. Just go inside. We don't need outdoors people. Just sitting out there all the time. I'm not talking about going out there and maybe having a smoke or drinking a beer with your buddy. I'm just talking about you're always there. Maybe you set up a screen, a sheet to show movies. That kind of outdoors people. I just want my fresh air. Just You're too loud. You're too outdoors. You do it all the time. Just go, fuck, go inside, man. Just go inside. Outdoor people. Relentless with your outdoorsiness. I just want to go inside and not be around outdoor people. I would like occasionally to go outdoor, but then I got to see everybody. And then do I go over there waving at me? I'm so close to them. I can't be by myself. Am I rude because I don't want to hang out in their, in their driveway with their, you know, craft beers and their vape machines, whatever they're doing over there? Outdoor people. Just, just fuck, man. Just go inside. Five minutes. Give me a break. Oh, I feel feel real good. I got all that off my chest. Uh, I wanted to thank Anchor for providing me the platform to do this free of charge. And you can do one. I'm sitting here in my garage. My high-tech setup is an iPhone 6S and a earbuds with a microphone in it. That's a cord. That's all you need. One of these days, I'm going to have a guest on here. I've been thinking about it. We're going to do some rapping, talking about some shizzle. It's going to be fun. Everybody, I want you to have a great week. Go vote. Because you're supposed to tell everybody to vote. I guess I don't care if you vote or not. I'm going to vote. You don't want to vote. You voted by not voting. That's your choice. And then people say, well, you can't vote. You can't bitch about it. Sure you can. If I didn't vote, I'd still bitch about stuff. Most of the stuff that happens, I didn't get a vote on. And I complain about it. It's irritating. All right, everybody. See you next time. Peace.